Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Scoop B on the hotline. You can follow him on Twitter at Scoop B. He is the one and only Brandon Robinson. Talk a little Sixers. Talk to Michael Jordan. The Last Dance documentary and more here on 97.3 ESPN. Brandon, how you doing on this Friday? Man, happy Friday. I'm doing good. How you doing? We're doing pretty good. You know, I, I, I was telling you off the air, I think we're all you know fortunate that we have what we have. And listen, you know, there's still stuff going on in the world around us when it comes to basketball, especially with this Jordan documentary. But we got to start with the Sixers because... You know, this week, Brandon, Elton Brand, he came out and he wasn't 100% committal to a lot of things on that conference call. And one of them had to do with Ben Simmons. They asked him about the ESPN article. He, he kind of didn't really give the greatest answer in the world. They, they asked him about his health situation. He wasn't really definitive in his answer. So what is your perspective on Ben Simmons and the 76ers right now? Well, um, I think the Sixers definitely um, are in a situation where there were many people that had expectations. Many pundits thought that the Sixers, you know, would be make an NBA Finals appearance. And, um, you know, we're on a, a hiatus right now because of the pandemic. But at the same time, fifth or sixth place, Milwaukee's running things right now. Uh, it, 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 I can see why Sixers fans – uh, could be uh, disappointed at, at what's going on, uh, but you know they're on the inside of the of the of the bracket of the top eight team in the Eastern Conference and not at the bottom. Um, but I think injuries has played a big part into why the Sixers have struggled this season. You've had Joel Embiid that's dealt with issues. You've had Ben Simmons dealing with back issues. You've had you know at times Cork Barnes has been playing well uh, as a spark plug off the bench. You made the trade. You brought Glenn Robinson the third. He was impressive to me uh, going into, you know, right before we took this break. And, you know, I think Brett Brown has a good roster on his squad. I think it's just a matter of everybody being healthy and being on the same page. Um, And and I think that this pandemic, um, if we return back to basketball, uh, will give Ben Simmons some type of motivation to play for. I can understand, you know, the the reasons why, uh, you know, Elton has been noncommittal about him. Um, But at the same time, 
I just think that the Sixers are are really taking inventory about you know what the process is moving forward. You know, we've talked about the process for years. The process is here. Um, I, I I don't know if um I, I don't know what else you want. I mean, the process should equal a championship. Uh, uh, sand makes diamonds in a clamshell, and uh, you know this is supposed to be the diamond season. So, you know, Milwaukee may be standing in that way. We'll see. Scoop, how this roster is built for me is a massive issue. The Sixers, I'm going to try and give an analogy. The Sixers feel like a guy that's very indecisive and is afraid of commitment in a relationship. Like you have the process team with Rocco and Sarich and TJ McConnell, and they get rid of all of them. And they download Tinder and they trade for Jimmy Butler. Then they delete Tinder and get rid of Jimmy Butler. Then they go on Plenty of Fish and acquire Al Horford, the older veteran. And none of the pieces make any sense, is my point. And who are they building around? And does this roster even fit in your mind? Listen, man, you gave a lot of thought to that analogy. You better, I hope you have that written down. I do. <laughs> I would be willing to say, I would be willing to say that Al Horford is the Cougar. Oh, okay, okay. In this instance, yeah. I think that Al Horford they overpaid for, um, expecting that he would be that mentor or that big man with veteran experience, playoff experience that would play along Joel and alongside Joel and B. You often get those visions of when the, the Sixers lost in the playoffs to the Raptors and Joel Embiid went into the locker room crying. You're like, okay, what can we do to make this situation better? You bring in Horford. But the, the, the gag in the whole thing is you basically, as you kind of alluded to in your, in your, your analogy, I, I'm going to need you to send me that because I think that's just brilliant. But um, <laughs> you, you literally, like you said, you, brought, you, 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 you left Jimmy Butler and J.J. Redick at the altar. And you brought in Al Horford. Um, they had to make a choice, and they they settled on Tobias Harris and Al Horford instead. Um, and I think this is a situation where you thought that bringing in Tobias Harris and Al Horford was going to make up for the defensive prowess of Jimmy Butler, who to me is one of the most blue collar um, two way players that you have in the NBA, and literally. Um, he's living his best life in Miami. And I think when you look at the Sixers right now, they're missing those things. And one of the things that I think the Sixers are legitimately missing, and I saw it in the playoffs last season, um, was how Jimmy Butler was able to play that Scottie Pippen point forward role um, for the Sixers last season. It's so cool that you can use last dance analogies and everybody and their mama and their mama's mama gets it now. But he was able to play that point forward role and get slide Ben Simmons off the ball. You know, we often talk about um, his jump shooting ability, or lack thereof. Um, we're talking about Ben Simmons. He was able to get to the basket and then get any shot he wanted. You're often depending on Ben Simmons to play on the ball and, and to distribute. But the thing is, he can score. It kind of reminds me of how when the Sixers brought in Eric Snow to shoulder the load for Allen Iverson to be the scorer that he can be. To me, Philadelphia... Scoop should some radio. should some way consider doing the same thing that, that Philly did with Iverson years ago. Maybe get Ben Simmons off the ball more and not always depend on him so much to dis distribute because you give up scoring. We know he can't shoot a jumper, and that's fine. You don't have to shoot three-pointers as a point guard to win championships. You do have to um, distribute the ball, score, 
uh, and do more. So I think if he if he can get to the basket and take or take your defender's best point guard off the dribble or shift him to the two guard, you maybe be able to get more of a superfluous amount of things or you know going with him. But I also think you know there has been rumors about you know moves. I wrote a piece at Heavy dot com the other day where I spoke with Rashad Phillips on my podcast Scoopy Radio. And he proposed a situation where, you know, the the, the, the uh, Toronto Raptors are looking uh, to make moves to move up in the draft to potentially get LaMelo Ball. You know, this, in that trade scenario mentioned on my podcast by Rashad Phillips, he mentioned the scenario uh, where Ben Simmons could potentially be shipped to Golden State. And in turn, you know, mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry uh, heads over to Philadelphia, Cardinal Doherty uh, uh, alum there. And, you know, Melo moves up you know, up the trade uh, move, a trade wire, or excuse me, up the draft wire. And, you know, those, there have been talks there, but, you know, nothing official said by the Sixers. And, you know, I I think at the end of the day, though, I think the Sixers, if they want to be successful, I think that uh, Ben Simmons could slide into a two guard position. I think that would help them. Scoop, who's this team built around right now? And who should this team build around for the future? If you have to pick between the two. Um, I think that's a question that everybody in Philly is asking. You know, me being an alum of Eastern University and working downtown, uh, I have the pulse of the city from the man on the street all the way up into the executive suite. And the thing that I I find that's interesting is um, I think that everybody says different things. Why can't it be both of their teams? I think that the Sixers are a dream. When you have a point guard who is a 6'10 point guard uh, that can get distributed the ball but also get to the basket, as I was saying before, but you also have uh, a Joel Embiid legitimately who has Hakeem Olajuwon footwork and is an updated version of Chris Webber. Um, that's a dream, a coach's dream. I, I think we're talking about crazy third world issues and pandemic. The fact that you have the luxury of a Joel Embiid and a Ben Simmons on your roster is truly just that, a luxury. I just think that you need to add fixings to that equation to make that, that happen. And I think that, again, the trade that Philly made to bring in Glenn Robinson the third, I thought that that was, that was you know, applicable. I, I spoke to Glenn uh, back in February about just his role with that team, and he said that he learned a lot, you know, being around that, that Warriors team with Draymond Green. And he talked about how much Draymond uh, reminds him of Magic Johnson, not just the fact that he's a tall hybrid forward, but the fact that, you know, his basketball cue is at a, at a high level. And he said that he was taking those things that he learned from the Warriors and was applying those things to Philly. And, um, you know, I think if we can ever get this season really legitimately started, you know, I, I think that they can do some damage, not just with Blue Robinson III, but with Embiid, with Simmons. Um, I, I think the time is now, and, you know, they, they got to figure some things out, man. I, I think to just write them off as, you know, they're not going to win anything and this is the end, I think that's pessimistic, pessimistic thinking. Um, because, like I said, the pundits were saying that the Sixers had the chance to make it. I think in an era where we just play positionless basketball, um, I, I think the Sixers have what it takes, particularly with those two stars that I mentioned, but the other guys got to step it up. You know, I even think if they if they have any – I don't know their roster situation. If they're able to bring in a speedy guard, you know I'm going to always pull for a shooting guard that's sitting at home right now. I'm not going to say their name because I read the YouTube comments. They go crazy. Hey, y'all. But I do think that if you bring in some type of speedy guard to help that situation, you know, running their offense in the in the half court um, and, and, and spelling Ben Simmons in some crucial minutes, 
I think minutes minutes balancing with everybody could make them a competitive uh, a team. You know, as I mentioned, Al Horford may be the Cougar as we mentioned, but at the same time, he has a wealth of playoff experience um, that, that he can help this semi young team and be successful. Brandon Robinson joining us on the Boardwalk on the Hotline on 97.3 ESPN. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Scoop B. Brandon, we'd be remiss if we didn't get to talk a little bit about the Jordan Last Dance documentary again this Sunday, the next two episodes. And for me, one of the biggest things that has stood out to me watching this is, you know, I don't think people fully visualize unless you were older and you saw Jordan originally. But now the younger people finally get to see that all the stuff you see, Kobe, LeBron, all the great players today doing, Jordan was doing it way before those guys ever came along. The fadeaway jumpers, the blocking shots at the rim as a perimeter guy, playing elite defense, you know, taking the ball to the basket, dunking over people. Jordan literally set the groundwork for the entire way the game is played today. And I think that's one of the biggest things I've taken away from this last dance is now people finally get to see where all of this came from. For sure, and I, I just um, I'm thankful that I was able to watch Michael, um, not just as a fan, but also as a as a actual member of the media. Um, although I'm new to some people, I've been in the industry since the 1997-98 season when I was a 12 year old kid. You do the math. I'd be 35 at the end of this month, and um, I had the chance to actually cover uh, the Vince Jersey Nets and you know spend time with Michael and Dennis and Scotty in the locker room. And when you want to talk about a locker room that's electric, you feel like the Beatles are there, um, sir. Um, I, I, I think that those Beatles may have um, been, been beat by the star power that was the Bulls. The way they walked, the way they talked, the way that they dressed, the way that they carried themselves. I've told this story on other radio shows. Um, I, I spent some time uh, in the Nets locker room, the visitors locker room with, with Dennis Rodman. And when you go into the locker room, um, they have like this squeaky door that opens. It needed WD-40. It was just like an old hockey locker room. And when you when you walk into the locker room, the TV, there was a TV, like one of those TVs that you had in school when, when you when it was a rain delay or rain day and they wanted they wheeled in the TV back in the day. You sat in, you went in the room and Dennis Rodman was sitting in a folding chair, Indian style with pajama pants on, with ankle socks with balls on it. And he had headphones on and he was locked in. He was studying tape of Jason Williams was battling him for the top rebounder in the NBA at that point. And the that this was locked in and was and was said that he's getting his just due because as much as he was an enigma of a lot of things, he was serious about his craft. He was just different. You know, at that time Scotty was dealing with contract issues. And then you look in the other room and Michael was in there. Got a chance to talk to Michael. Got a chance to, you know, talk to Phil and tech the late Tex winner, God God rest his soul. Um that both team to me um, to kind of see what it took for them to be successful, the focus it took, um, it's a pleasure to see. Scott Burrell, who played on that, was on my podcast, Scooby Radio, and he talked about just how, you know, uh, the standard of excellence that Michael Jordan had, um, and, and it, and it, it spilled off into everyone on that team. And, um, you know, I, I'm glad that people are able to see it in real time, but like you said, Michael was the standard. And I think what gets lost in translation, if it wasn't for Michael and Air Jordan's Kobe and LeBron James would not have the massive sneaker deals that they have today and the creative control. And I'll add this, Kobe Bryant and his sneaker collection um, and how he went about his, his whole process is the reason why Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant have the flexibility and the luxury that they have and how they attract these young kids with Nike and their sneakers. So 
Um, a lot of credit should go to Michael. Um, Penny Hardaway was a pioneer as well. Um, and so was Scottie Pippen in the way that point forward role, as I discussed, uh, Jimmy Butler uh, last season with the Sixers uh, next alongside uh, Ben Simmons was a thing. So, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm excited for episodes uh, seven and eight, and uh, you'll be seeing some Birmingham Baron stuff. So it'll be interesting. And let's not forget, we got to give credit to Mama Jordan as well, because she's the one that got Michael to go on the plane to go to the Nike meeting because Michael wanted Adidas and not Nike. So that's a whole nother level of uh, thanks going on there as well. For sure. And I like this. Um, I talked to Magic Johnson a few months ago. He told me that one of his biggest regrets, um, and, and shout out to Mr. Dolores Jordan as well, but Magic Johnson told me that Nike approached him years ago um, and told him that uh, they couldn't give him a massive contract, but they would give him stock options. And that's one of his biggest regrets. He can't walk past the Nike story. Of course, he wore the Converse weapons, legendary shield. But Nike, you know, and Michael Jordan uh, definitely go hand in hand like peanut butter and jelly, uh, ham and burger, and Kool-Aid with sugar. So, you know, I, I definitely think that this documentary is something for young folks to kind of see. And I think the synergistic part of it is, you know, in, in the wake of Kobe Bryant's untimely death, Everybody trying to decide whether Michael Jordan and LeBron are equals um, and, and more. You really just get to sit back and see uh, what it took. Um, next week, Ira Antelis, uh, who who produced the Like Mike um, Gatorade commercial or Gatorade song uh, for Michael, he will appear on the Scoopy Radio podcast next week um, and, and talk to just about the process of creating it. I don't know if you know this, but originally Michael was going to come out to um, the Jungle Book, I Want to Be Like You, and they nixed it. And basically, they, they went to an ad agency, and they went through Iris' team, and basically, uh, they had to produce that song in a weekend. And, you know, it's one of the most monumental songs um, of, of, of our lifetime. They're remixing it with Zion Williamson and Jason Tatum. So, you know, another life is there. But, yeah, Michael was, was, a, was a marketing genius. He had help. And um, it's a joy to see my childhood in real time uh, and, and to connect with younger people and older people. Again, that's ScoopyRadio.com, the podcast. Follow Scoop on Twitter, at Scoopy. Brandon Robinson, like all guests, appeared today on the Boardwalk Honda Hotline. My friend, thank you again so much for jumping on, and take care of yourself. Hey, thank you for the opportunity to be myself. Scoopy Radio. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.